0: Hey, Dan Harmon.
1: Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chevy Chase is standing. John. Anthony Russo. Oh,
2: look at this. Hey. With Joe Russo. Joel McHale. <laughs> Jim Rash was cast 10 minutes before we shot this scene.
3: That we is saw,
1: almost not a joke, right? No, no I think we
3: joke. saw more actors for the dean than any other role. But he when he
0: came in and did it, you were like, oh, that's the guy." Oh, like, yeah, we'll a question. yeah, I mean, he he was, uh, yeah, he was cast the previous day to the shoot on the set. We were about halfway done shooting the pilot, right? Yeah, and I, we have said this before in a different, but just Jim Rash
1: is like a comedy magician. Yeah, he yeah. he. Blood had, from a stone. Yes, he takes things that were not mess- you didn't, wouldn't think were funny and makes them he funny. He gets some of
2: the worst scripted lines imaginable.
1: <laughs> and does and makes, magic of this if musical. You
3: could take a <laughs> to dump <that>. onto
0: <laughs> a laptop uh, <laughs> onto the final draft software. He is a groundling and a writer, so he, he like he he hits his marks and his he does this shit the same way if you want him mm-hmm. to so that you can edit him seamlessly but he also like yeah he he's just he has impeccable comedic timing and, and he has a comedy head yeah. this, this was a highly is debated Joe's shot this first incredible orbit steady cam, steady shot, cam shot which <laughs> required the actors to start from by standing still
2: <laughs>
0: What? Well, we and then to, this is this is probably what started
2: leading us down the road to killing steady cam shots on the show but um you know you for pacing and timing you always want and uh, you know Editorial choices when you're doing a pilot usually moving fairly quickly and you don't um, obviously or, or there's a lot of conversation happening on set which kills your shooting time uh, And then you're uh, you know, sometimes you get jammed into making decisions that don't give you that pacing and timing that you need, but
1: It turned out okay
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: I like how I'm wearing sweats.
2: Yeah. That was we a big debate. It. That was yeah. a huge that debate. That was a big debate between uh, the studio and the creative team and the network. And um, some folks thought that uh, you look like a bum.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Other people thought it was hip. Uh, and uh, I think we were all on the hip side. We ended up going with the hip.
1: Yeah. But like, they, that was the first and last. Yeah. that was. First and last appearance. And here's John Oliver. Uh, the by brilliant the way, the costumes, John Oliver. The costumes.
2: The brilliant... Karen Patch, let's talk about right. her yeah. for a second.
1: Uh, really, uh,
2: um, uh, for those of you who don't know her, uh, does all of Wes Anderson's movies, a true genius in the business, uh, and helped us really define these characters, really unique characters with some beautiful choices. Of... And now
1: we got got Sabrina Rosen. Yes, Sabrina has now taken over. Who's amazing. She's
3: amazing <laughs> as well.
1: Because I go in there and berate her about yes. what I'm going to wear. I was like, it's going to be this yeah. and that, and I need you to go find this. say, like, all right, John. Yeah, we've been
2: really fortunate in that department on the show.
1: John Oliver here is, I mean, he's... Yeah, we should talk about John for a minute.
0: Oh, my God. This was his first, this was our first time working with him, obviously, on the pilot. Uh, he's such a, he's a brilliant improviser, um, and he, he doesn't do the same thing twice, uh, and you learn very quickly... It's, Probably not a great idea to ask him to try to recapture the lightning just because he did something really funny you don't ask him to do it again because he just does so many different things yeah and uh, and he's
2: not a fan of that either i mean he's really like he's much more comfortable just trying something else right you yeah. know.
0: and
1: you think about the mustard stuff and the yeah, <laughs> finale when yeah. you go i mean uh,
3: i have a serious man it was crush great
2: i mean this yeah this scene too. had really great rhythm and pacing i think when we were shooting this scene is when we really felt like we we had something
3: yeah. That scene was very. This scene was used really heavily to promote the series. It seemed to like. Mm.
1: Um, it's like that can't be a. Uh, what is that? <laughs> I was, that was used so much in the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that can't be a. What is it, Dan? That can't be an inspiring, journey. inspiring that, journey. that can't
3: be an inspiring
0: journey. Oh, uh, um, the margaritas are here. Oh, lovely. <laughs> the uh, I remember Chevy. This was the first time Chevy uh, did his Chevy thing for on, on the satin of, like Like, uh, I remember worrying about. Chevy's a comedy legend, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you want this guy coming on your show? Is he going to eclipse things? Is, is he going to try to murder somebody with an axe? And and like like going like, hey, what would you do in a cafeteria? Is like, oh, I could do any number of things. And he starts doing all this shtick and stuff. And I remember being on the set and like, trying not to make any noise when we watched this, and was like, wow, that's not how I expected that story to end. Like the guy just starts. He he was he had. 150 background people in silent stitches with tears rolling down their cheeks. For but, a hot dog. Making yeah. the hot dog. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't translate to TV. Maybe you don't look at it and go, "Wow, that's TV history with the hot dog." But it just, it was an interesting turn in the, yeah, uh, Chevy well, well, Chevy he, legend. He did
2: a bit that extended into like 30 or 40 seconds. That I think is what had everybody in stitches. Just right. was, you know, in in a 20 minute show, just not not plausible for us to use it. But it was brilliant. So you was get, like get a, a little. It was like watching involved. a magician. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, so this is the pilot. So we're we're all tr- like on one hand, because you'll hear us talking later in later episodes about how well we're just learning to work together and stuff, and like the weird the thing about the pilot is you're working on it for a much longer time than you're working on the series. Mm-hmm. So the actual honeymoon, triumphs and roller coasters and things. They don't actually happen until episode one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred four, because that's when you're on a week to week schedule, you and that's when to, all of a sudden yeah. you're starting to have arguments about like how to land a joke, how to edit a joke, because the time is of the essence. But this is back when we could collaborate and hang out and talk about comedy theory and stuff. Um, st- still, it's got its own like thi- like, like we. We, I mean, I remember just sitting with you guys like till you know all night, literally all night, like doing one pass of this in the edit bay. Mm-hmm. A guy like like the it just—it's hard to imagine. Put yourself in that place mentally of going like, there is no such thing as the show. We have no idea what we're doing. We just shot all this stuff and like putting this thing together. I don't even know what my point is. Just trying to take you back to that.
1: Well, well there, there's also the, like, and, and there was because it's the pilot. It's like you want to get everything. You want it to be good. Yeah. So we were end up doing a lot of different takes in a lot oh, of God. different ways I mean, that's the because key. it was oh, like, yeah. what? Are, how is it going to be in the editing room? Everything
0: so I, that every line that Joel has, and 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 even probably ten times more so for Gillian, we're it's like, there's a thousand takes because we don't even know what the show is. We don't even know what the tone of the show is. Is it sarcastic? Is it playful? Is it smart? Is it stupid? Is it? Is it broad? Is it niche? Uh, you know, and, and Joel is he? Is he warm? Is, is he? Are we watering him down? Is right. he too big yeah. a dick? Is, is he... she a bitch? Is she smart? Is she eclectic? <laughs> it, it just I think you over say skank and, and some of the other. Yeah, it's just thing. odd when you and you look at this version of Britta, and maybe other people see it as n- even Danny no different just at all. showing
2: up on screen here. I mean, that was ah. a very complicated uh, character to figure out you Very think about it.
1: there's no right? one we had,
2: we had no idea what we were going to do yeah. with that was he a robot was he
1: right was he mr spock was he he's ba- I, w- I always say he is like mr spock and or like data but not he does he serves that same purpose but he does not that that they but he does so much more in that uh you know with who he is and it's such a complete character not that those guys were not in any way but uh those guys
0: were amazing but he really serves that and there's nothing like him on television there's somebody who tweeted a question that i think is really valid and interesting which is when you remember the Abbot who's outside on those steps who does that thing of am i deaf can can anybody hear me how different that is from the character that emerges that you're Mm -hmm. looking at toward the end of the series but I don't look at that as a I look at that as development and specifically in regards to the fact that Abed in this pilot, he's he's the character who's most excited about the pilot. And, and the reason he's most excited about it is because he's never been able to function as a member of a family because he's never he, all he knows is media. And so really what it is is. Uh, he, hobbit's sort of like he's he's i don't know you almost want to call it playing dumb uh, in the, in the early stages as, as he starts to reveal more and more about himself mm. and get more comfortable with people he starts to reveal that he's like snoopy and peanuts he has his tool you know, set he has this otherworldly power because he's he's so on the ball in different internal ways anyways it was also it was like a hundred degrees during this yeah i remember this was like our first
1: day of shooting right <laughs> like John I Oliver. Think so, yeah.
0: Um, he but you lost know, eight pounds. And the poor sweat. guy was in a trench coat and I a mean, scarf.
3: I've always been struck with that, Dan, what you were just going on about, which is the. Um you know it's like making a pilot is so radically different than making the series it's like making a pilot is really much much more similar to making a movie
0: yeah you know that's what this uh, is and that's yeah. how we looked at it anyway which i think makes it a good pilot yeah. it feels like a movie it feels like a wes anderson movie well that's presumptuous to say but i mean that's we <laughs> it, fe- it feels like it. a character-driven grounded co- yeah. co- semi-comedic movie <laughs> right is here
1: are you the board certified tutor That. Means and then, you you yeah, know, look
0: at chevy's right? wardrobe that that changed a lot. It did, That, yeah. I mean, And, and Allison's changed a lot of that's <laughs> hair.
2: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a growth to the characters, and you have some time to think about it over four or five months between the pilot and the execution of the show. If
0: you see outside behind Joel, the, this set that we're shooting on, this is actually a location shoot. It becomes a set in Paramount. They recreated this whole room. I hope this doesn't it was destroy. The, it was at the, like, the
1: U.S. <laughs> but you're listening to It's like the Bank so... of America Trainee Center Wa- or WAMU, something. WAMU, WAMU yeah. abandoned trainees. giant center. building. This was during the recession
0: uh, for you kids. Remember, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the nation had just plunged into bankruptcy. I had a WAMU card in my wallet that was no longer. My bank had just been bought for a second time when we were shooting this. We were shooting the abandoned headquarters of WAMU. And there was a human resources sign in the garbage bin. And it was insane there were paper clips on the floor anyways, but that has no bearing on it But if you if you look in this pilot out outside into the library, you see different carpeting you see exterior You see a slightly different design to the building out there Very slightly tweaked when we recreated it as a set out here. This is LACC's campus. Thank you so much for letting us use you
3: city college
0: yeah, Yeah, yeah
2: The original concept with chevy was that he was sort of a uh, bob evans kind of figure yeah <laughs> say uh heyday in the late 60s early 70s
0: yeah
2: and his entire wardrobe was um, from that era
1: and that's how bob evans <laughs> dresses yeah we've yes, ca- uh, we repeatedly we said i think bob we evans used some photos of bob evans uh, and just pulled yeah. articles in fact bob evans was interested
2: yeah. in the role.
3: Um Joel's costume was uh, the soccer player, British soccer player. Was it was Beckham, Beckham.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Beckham. I mean, yeah. We, we all found a photo of Beckham in <laughs> a sport coat and sweatpants. And uh, yeah.
0: yes. And John Oliver's character was mainly Doctor Who kind <laughs> of. That's right. <laughs> and Al- Boy, Allison's outfit's Allison, changed. I think
2: we said like we wanted her to be like an Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Type, yeah. Because
0: know, in, who, in spirit her character is sort of uh Tracy Flick reese witherspoon's character from election but you know i mean i say that that's not a rip off of that I'm, i just mean like in terms of how you're you're the archetype in reality she's sort of based on a, a couple of girls i went to high school with but uh in terms of dressing her and doing her hair and stuff we arrived at elizabeth hesselbeck mm. like i'm kind
2: of like a uh, a conservatism uh, mixed with the sexuality that mm-hmm. to, like find a but it, we didn't, you know, we knew who Allison was and she had a lot of sex appeal. We didn't want to, you know, cloister her. So we we're looking that for a way didn't. to, you know, make her this sort of. It, she's the antagonist in the pilot, really. When you study this episode, she's sort of the. She's the most out there character, the most aggressive in yep. terms of her point of view. Uh, and then again, once you see what you've got and everybody starts settling into their character, you start developing that. And she just grew into, you know, part of the family. Yeah. But she's a. You know, her character's a little extreme and a little insane in the pilot.
3: She was the last major
1: cast member that we cast... And I think even I think she sat... I mean, the first day we met her was on the first day of the pilot. Yeah, you're right. Like,
3: oh, hey. We knew her the She least wasn't at well the table, by the time. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it was an interesting process yeah. with her in this pilot, just her, sort of like a shotgun marriage. Cool. She's
0: supposed marriage. to be the fly of the ointment in this pilot. She's the reason why Jeff can't let his guard down that much, because she's going to be able to sniff out a fake Spanish tutor when right. she sees one. She wasn't invited to the thing. She showed up on her own. Um she didn't end up being this like rule you know like like she was supposed to be the cop character the uh the buzz kill the 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 police officer the cool thing about the natural thing that happened with that character is you know as of halloween episode like you you start to realize oh she's you know the character actors take over the character and right. and 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 if you let that happen and keep a loose grip you get beautiful things like the mm. realization that annie is, you know w- is blossoming and is like any 18 year old girl is sort of like taking her her sexuality for a ride you know she's <laughs> like taking it out to the streets to see what it can do i was going to point out here that yeah
1: the uh spe- speech from um breakfast club here right uh yeah, well, oh, yeah, sorry, that, I talked over that. No, but uh, that <laughs> happened on the set. That was an and, idea
2: Dan had on the set. Yeah, and yeah. so
1: uh, Danny had to go learn
0: that, and uh, very quickly. Actually,
2: you know? Edwin felt like there uh, he wanted a joke there, right? Yeah, Edwin, well, up, yeah.
0: Edwin said, yeah, the normal line there was a little flat, and I, and this is back when I wouldn't go, what do you mean? Uh, no, <laughs> I still don't do that. But, Edwin uh,
3: is one of our NBC executives. But, He's but, terrific. Huge, but huge supporter of the show. He, he suggested
0: huge. that, and I sort of like, yeah. We, we, I had Seeger run out because we didn't have Wi-Fi on the set. He goes out. And he get. I said, go get the, the the Bender monologue from Breakfast Club on your on your iPhone and like bring it in and hit. And uh, Pooty memorized it and did it. And we we did a bunch of variations yeah, of, we did of did that three moment. versions, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it turned out, that that Breakfast Club thing turned out to be the like one of the. Funniest parts of the, yeah. the show, because yep. of Pooty. And
1: why was the choice to put John Oliver in safety goggles here?
2: <laughs> and a smart car. We had a big debate over the smart car. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was it too broad? Well, they're and
2: all, a, again, they're
1: all over the U.K.,
2: so... When you're trying to define the tone of a show, when you're just it's a smart, smart right. car. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day.
3: with built-in
1: this week are how your people
2: lost the All of his deliveries just stick in my head, John. Every, every yeah. time he reads a line it has got such a unique take on it.
0: God, I just have such flashbacks of, like, so Joel's getting supposed to get heated in the scene, and then you just got... You have suits all over the place, like, swarming the set, and everyone's so worried that you're going to make an unlikable character. I'm not digging on any of them. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been doing that, but it's just, like... It, it puts you in such, you know, it's like you want to tell a story, you want your hero to get mad, and mm-hmm. then, but then you're like, Ugh. but don't get too mad. Yeah. Like, but it's are, not just that. I, mean,
1: I this remember is getting really, a really frustrating frustrated in that scene. You know? yeah. yeah. Also, because I couldn't yeah. get the line, and it was 150 in
0: that car, but I think I was fucking up the line. I think this is one of the last scenes we shot, right? Right before we wrapped. It was, yeah. yeah. Didn't Chevy call us fairies? <laughs> like, right, right, we're giggling. You, you mean daily? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you, you fairies?
3: What, what happened here was you see everybody in the background in the study room. Okay, so while we're shooting this foreground dialogue scene between Gilead and Joel, everyone in the background has to repeatedly mime and uh, sort yeah. of over and over and over again. And it's sort of, I guess it can get to be a bit of a, a drag.
0: for
1: Chevy. <laughs> We were just happy to be working. <laughs> he was a movie star, so...
0: He didn't have to do a lot of miming. So really, this is... If I do say so myself, one of my finest hours. This monologue oh, and then doubt. joel McHale. Yeah. you know we, we wanted to we, we made sure we got this in, a, in one take even though we do cut around the table but oh, joel McHale memorized this thing literally backwards and forwards yeah. i say literally because he he actually memorizes it backwards uh, yeah i i could do it backwards
1: uh, so. just and, and <laughs> because then, i knew if i this scene was i knew if this speech wasn't good it was gonna be poor it would the, the whole head. show is writing right? yeah. yeah it was just gonna be a disaster and part of you dies just a um, bit.
0: it's interesting because this is, you know, he's, he's bringing them together and he's, he, the character doesn't mean it, but then again, he's never, he's not lying because the whole, the whole point of this character is supposed to be, and this is the only thing casting Joel McHale makes this possible. The character doesn't hate anybody. He doesn't think that anybody's a bad person. He's too self-involved to care enough to judge anybody. And that's what makes it possible for him to just on command he can like the elizabeth hasselbeck girl he can say decide that she's a hero and tell you why if that's what he needs to do to get laid yeah that's what i was trying to do in that fight
1: the one the one motivation through the whole thing is oh i might get in someone's pants in two minutes after this <laughs> you
2: know it's interesting it's to know dan sort of the, the the thing that was the biggest struggle heading into the pilot was uh brita's arc. you know remember mm-hmm. that whole You know, two weeks leading up to shooting this, trying to define, yeah, what he wanted, what she wanted, and you know, and and how to keep him in that study room with sort of a plot.
0: Yeah, the 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 Britta character has to shoulder all of the story because she's the thing that's motivating this character, and so there's no room for developing that character. Everybody else gets to go. Well, I'm the kleptomaniac. I have Tourette's. Well, I was on Saturn. Um, she's just going like, oh, you disappointed me. Okay, now you didn't. Okay, come back and you can have dinner. And it creates a yeah it, was, it plays hell with the character. We didn't know who she was, what she's thinking. Right. We had so many internal debates. Does she know mm-hmm. that he's a bullshit artist? Does she not? When does she? And even
2: through the editing of the pilot, where there was there was certain subtleties that you could push forward or not, that would identify whether she did know or she didn't know. And uh, it was it just spent a long time sort you know trying to grace that arc. But it's it's great to watch as you you know we can sit here today and go through all these episodes and and track how the show grew and developed, and it starts to fall into a very comfortable space of pacing and rhythm and timing. And, uh, you know, just as a director, I sit here, and I look at the camera work, and it settles down, and everything sort of falls into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always say, Anthony I joke, is like, somewhere around episode six or seven of a, of a first season, the actors sort of take over the set, because it's, it's now about they know their characters better than anybody. I can't really go in there and give a note about your character because you guys are have thinking in more detail on a daily basis than anybody else about how your character feels or what they think like or what they act like. And it's just really our job to sit there and sort of monitor and come up with ideas for jokes or, you know, and make sure we're just telling the story
1: properly. But Then why you know, do you micromanage everything? <laughs>
3: really? <laughs> why? I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, to can, can, can we go back and... So God
1: damn you. No, but that was when when doing that, I mean, that's how, like, the way you guided us during this pilot, we we would be completely, I think it would just be very bland and weird if you guys were not there every step of the way helping us and telling us where to, you know, how, you know, it was, it was, it's It's
2: the exciting thing about pilots, you have no idea what you're going to end up with, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of it, you know, 80% of it's casting. Who, yeah. who shows up? And you you honestly don't know how people are going to do with their roles until they get there and they start performing, yeah. you know? We, and then you make adjustments as you go.
0: We cut a line out of there where Britta says to Abed, he is not qualified to make that diagnosis, <laughs> uh, which, you know, we just cut out. But it's, he, uh, that should be obvious. He's not qualified to make that diagnosis. <laughs> no, we this, don't know in real life who has Asperger's this is or who doesn't. another
2: genius Tom and Manish moment here. Yeah. The Matt and Kim.
0: yeah really makes this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this piano the story is a anymore? little ridiculous, we, but- We use it, I think, in you, you yeah. If you play the beats properly, it feels right. it doesn't feel ridiculous. I mean, the idea right. that he ever thought he was gonna get all the answers to all the tests. <laughs> <so>. It's just, <laughs> just a dumb thing to ask for. <laughs> uh, nobody better, plays so.
2: better
1: drinking. <laughs> and not Nonsense better. Dudley Moore. Yeah. I swear to you on my life, <laughs> not Dudley Moore. People trying to teach me things at a school that has
0: an express... And sober. Panel. Give me my keys. Well, no, I have to keep the car for the lesson. Don't hit me. Please don't hit me. Jeffrey? Jeffrey? I can't imagine, like, not to kiss your ass or anything just because you're here, but all the people that might have been tuning in for the car wreck uh effect of, like, Ken Joel McHale act... You know yeah. f- being familiar with you from the soup like they must have been blown away because there's so many turns you have to take like there's all these like quasi-dramatic uh heart- heartfelt things and you're angry you're solemn you're self-pitying you're narcissistic you're all you're i mean like you you really uh, i guess maybe by they had probably seen you in had you been in the what's what's what you called? the informant in had not come out no yeah. spider-man 2 the three Two minutes. I'm in there. I remember the casting process with Joel. It's not. It's not like he had to come in an audition necessarily, but it's almost more hectic than that. More intensive because you're basically at that level. You're testing a bunch of different dudes that are like they're all. They all have that kind of claim to the throne. And you're uh, like I just remember being at NBC and like showing them that Joel could do dramatic work, which God bless. You know, you. Even though it's a sitcom. <laughs> you he needs to be a character I'm capable of going scenes <laughs> <laughs> i'm going <laughs> to take your off right and it was, it, was he, yeah. it was this scene it was when he or actually it was you, you're all oh no yeah the jacket thing talking to troy about uh-huh. his jacket that's the scene i remember executives in the room at nbc watching it on tape <laughs> <and> going, oh <laughs> like just realization and in the uh in the test i
1: blew one of the jokes and they're like thank you, no, 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 you i was like no you blew one of the dudes so, uh, well that was not during the test that was right that was a dumb joke mm. <laughs> take the tape no back it's fine please. it was I think it rewind um uh, the aaron was the one that watched the soup right that that got yeah. you to watch it but, but right, that's good. not
0: you know we didn't like like your name came up and i was like oh i just became familiar with that guy okay. i wasn't like i want the soup guy you were, and then people were like your manager. Seacrest? Your manager is a genius. Russ Krasnov no. called him and said, "We want Bill Murray, uh, 1983, and uh, and the or the new Bill Murray or something like that." And your your manager, you'd think he'd be biased, but he said, "I got the guy. It's Joel McHale." Oh, I think so if, it, you're, yeah. if you if you if you share a manager with Joel McHales. Uh, with Joel McHale, that he sold you out that day. He did what not mention the? your name. Who did he say? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's saying said, we're stumped. <laughs> ahead, Bob, wish I could help you <laughs> click.
1: No, no. I, I think I wonder if that my agent, my abs. I, was probably, I <laughs> have no idea. I was trying to figure out who said it.
3: End of the day, it's, this is a beautiful performance.
1: Uh,
2: it's one of our favorite bands. The yeah. 88s. Who is I this? Oh, it is. The 88.
1: Oh, it's great. And the, you
0: use them a lot. We do. Since They're,
1: then.
2: we like our in-house band. We love these guys.
0: Uh, I had no idea that Joe had a relationship with them. They were like my favorite LA band. Like, I, I just love them. That and, was great.
2: Yeah. And that, that was, Yeah. and then that whole episode was an homage to John Hughes, so we felt that was appropriate. Uh, and how great is that? The, I mean, you
1: can't see it now, but the look of right. the theater, the, the architecture of that theater, the big right. ramp going that's great.
2: Yeah. Uh, they they also did the theme song to the show, The ADHS. That's for, right. those of you out there. Where you know, yeah. do they live? They live here in LA? They're in LA, they have a studio in one of their homes, yeah. and they, we call them up, and uh, you know, they, turn stuff around in like 24 hours and that's genius
0: wow from the bottom of a margarita glass thank you on behalf of all of us at community (laughs) bye